Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. Today we're taking our reading from Ephesians, the third chapter, the 14th verse. It says, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven is named that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Somebody shout amen. That you would be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. I have mentioned these times without number, that there are things that Paul has constantly mentioned in prayer for the church. And when he mentions those prayers for the church and their constant life of prayer for the church, that is implication that these are things that we constantly have to pray for ourselves always. And tonight I have a wonderful conversation to give you because when he emphasizes that he bows his knees unto the Lord, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, that he would grant unto us, you, the believer, according to the riches of his glory, according to the riches of his glory, I want you to underline that, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. By his spirit in the inner man. If you go down, he says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith and you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend the breadth, the length, the depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passes all knowledge, etc., etc. And later on down, he tells you, because you have understood that, you will live in the fullness of God. That your body will be flooded, fully flooded with a fullness that fills God. Somebody shout hallelujah. Now, why does Paul pray for the strengthening of the inner man? Why does he pray for the strengthening of the inner man with might by the Spirit of God? He's giving us a very, very beautiful work of the Holy Spirit. That one of the most defining works of the Holy Spirit is the strengthening with might, with dunamis for the inner man. All right? I have emphasized this always, that you are two people. There is a man which is out, and there is a man which is within. When you become born again, the inner man is activated. Before salvation, there is a manipulation of the being with a familiar spirit. Are you hearing me? Because the first man is natural. That's what the Bible says. The first man is of the ground and from the ground. When God breathes into him the breath of life, he becomes a living soul, not a living spirit, not an activated spirit. And because he's a living soul, that soul with the life of God can connect with a familiar spirit. Are you hearing me? And so that man has many abilities. But when you become born again, The spirit man is active. He has every function 
of life within him. You see? So he's separating that there's a difference between your inner man and the man without. So in his prayer, that you might be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Why is he praying for that strength? Because he has a revelation of the importance of that strength, of that might. And that's what I want to share with you tonight and give you an understanding of why Paul consistently or constantly prays for the church concerning this reality. Let me begin this way. The Lord showed me something long ago that sort of awakened me to why I need to always keep the inner man strengthened. This is why. Because of how we live life, it is very possible for a man to be indifferent to the realities in human life, in this physical realm, that are not fully designable and explored by the human nature. Because sometimes all we are able to explore in the human nature, sometimes or in most of the time, is sufficient to sustain our lives as human beings. And so we assume that everything in the world is as far as we are able to design, it's as far as we are able to interpret, it's as far as we are able to, to explore, it's as far as we are able to relate, it's as far as we are able to sense, it's as far as we are able to test, it's as far as we are able to interpret. So many people in the world assume that the world is as far as they can interpret it. It's as far as they can relate with it. Because sometimes what is relatable, what is interpretable is enough for human existence. And so many times we become indifferent to the reality of what really is in the present world. And I'm taking that route first to help you understand what's in the present world. Because later it will help you appreciate what is in the world that you do not see. Praise God, somebody. Now, I'll give you a very typical example. That... Why is the dog, for example, one of the oldest friends to man? Why don't we have different animals to come first as a dog? Why should the dog come first as man's best friend? Why is it called man's best friend? Why not the chicken? Why not the cat? Are you hearing me? Notwithstanding that there are certain creatures that are not really harmful to humanity, like the rabbit, why isn't the rabbit man's best friend? Why the dog? Why has man for thousands of years related with a dog? Very simple. Because the dog is more articulate, more acute and accurate with the world outside than the man is. You see that? It's more articulate, more accurate and acute with the world with which man lives. For example, scientists tell you that the ability of a dog to smell is about a hundred thousand times more than a human being. So the question is, to the degree you are able to smell, 
how much is discernible according to the degree of a man's ability to smell. Are you following what I'm saying? Because if you discern smell from your ability of smell, this dog 10,000 times, 100,000 times more discerns the same smell. So without the language that you have, it still has the ability to interpret that smell more than you are able. Do you think that there is no knowledge extended in the ability of designing that smell? Of course. That is why it can follow through a scent of a person who has moved many miles or kilometers away and it can still find that person if we're trying to solve a crime. Why? Because it smells things that we are not able to smell. That's why the dog is man's best friend. Because it's connected to the world without more than the man has ability to. They tell you that dogs see ultraviolet light. Their vision is so sharp that it can even see dots on a banana. It can even see a urine stain. They see in the night more than your eye is able to see. So what makes you think that there is no enough information and knowledge concerning what a dog is able to see because of the ability of its sight. In 2011, a very big earthquake took place in Japan. Some of you have read about it, to the magnitude of nine. And they tell you that many, many minutes before that earthquake, animals started barking and howling. Something was not right. Before human beings sensed it, animals were barking and howling, especially dogs. And they tell you that they started seeing their pets running away. Dogs were running away. Cats were running away. Many minutes before the earthquake hit. And many people's lives were destroyed and properties because animals could design the shaking of the ground before men could. You've heard of the story of the tsunami. That two days before the tsunami, animals started running away into the mountains. And many animals' lives were saved in the tsunami because they could sense the vibrations, very little small vibration that human beings could not design. And people died in churches in the tsunami while animals fled because they have the ability to pick things that the human being cannot pick. They tell you dogs start hearing 64 hours and above. In other words, even the rubbing of your fingers is enough to disturb the ear of a dog. This rubbing of your finger, which you might not even design with sound, but the rubbing of your two fingers is enough to disturb a dog. So they hear pitches we're not able to hear. Oh yes, God knew that you had enough for the carnal man. But that's not the reason, the reality of this world that we live in. Now I'm talking about senses, I'm talking about smell, I'm not talking about hearing. I'm, that's all I'm talking about. But how much more can we explore if we started to push the conversation of how much do we really know about the world we live in and how much do we have the ability to design fully concerning the world that we're living in. And human beings, naturally, we are not able to design way more than the nature that we carry. So by nature, we're not able to design certain things. By nature, we're not able to hear certain sounds. By nature, we're not able to smell a certain way. You see? And the dog which has that ability has become man's best friend 
because this is the guarantee of man's security for thousands of years. So the man is secure because there is a creature that can design way beyond his designing. He can hear footsteps from afar and know that a stranger is coming. Even before the human being hears those footsteps, they can hear those ultra sounds, the vibrations of the ground that somebody's coming. Amazing, isn't it? So, when you become born again and you inherit a God life, something has happened in your life that should design more than a dog, that should smell more than a dog, that should hear more than a dog, that should connect to the world that you're in more than a dog. Because this is the God life in a human being. Somebody shout hallelujah. This is the God life in a human being. And that's why now Paul brings the conversation of the strengthening with might by the spirit of God for the inner man. The dunamis, the inner power of a man is strengthened enough for you to design the world that you're living in and the world that is not even seen with men. That's the essence of strengthening with might with the inner man, that the power of God will be active in a man enough for you to be able to relate with the world that is not seen and the world that is seen. In fact, legend has it that animals even see ghosts or spirits. When people die, these dogs start howling. They see spirits. So then how can a human being be so indifferent to life? How much more is out there, both in the world that you see and the world that you do not see, that can be discernible when your spirit is awakened? In Ephesians, he says, Awake ye, O sleeper, that Christ might shine in you. Awake ye, O sleeper. That means many people, human beings, According to nature, we are asleep from many realities. We are asleep from many um, experiences. So when he tells one which sleepeth to arise from the dead that Christ might give him light, might shine on him, he is implying that God wants to awaken your spirit not only to realities but experiences and possibilities. Because then and only then are you safe. I'll give you a typical example. Recently, not far ago, my wife is my witness. I was asleep. And I had a vision that my daughter, my child, had turned and her body had been placed in a place of harm at night and that her life could have been in danger because my child turned in the way they were not supposed to turn. But in the reality of that turn, as I was sleeping, I was actually facing the different direction where my daughter was. But in that reality, the video played and I saw my child and how she turned. And I woke up at night and I told my wife, check that child. And indeed, she finds the child in the angle and degree where the child had time. That is not human ability. But the life of my child is preserved because 
my spirit is active. I'm awakened to realities. I'm awakened to visions. I'm awakened to experiences that can only be available by the strength of the inner man through the Holy Spirit. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. I'll give another example. One time, I was asleep. And in a vision, I was taken a few days ahead in my family. And I saw one of my nieces die. And I sent it on a family wall and I said, let's pray. I see that death is seeking one of our own. But by wisdom, the spirit did not allow me to mention who. And so I said, let's pray. We set aside some time to pray. The instruction was prayer and fasting. That very week, my niece was standing next to a swimming pool and she fainted next to a swimming pool and fell in. By God's grace, by God's only grace, there's an individual who sees this child falling into water and can't see the child come up and that individual can swim and then runs and gets this kid out of the water, pumps it out and the girl leaves. Why? Because there is an ability that is available to us that is not available to a natural human being. That's why he says that a prudent man foreseeth evil and hideth himself. But the simple, the Bible says, pass on and they're punished. Do you know how many things that God is willing to save you from? But your spirit is not aligned enough to hear. Do you know how many experiences that God wants to deliver you from, but your spirit is not active enough to design the salvation of God's power? So Paul is saying, there is a strength with might, dunamis, the very power and ability of God that is available for the believer. And it's not for the man physical. It's for the man within. But what's the function? That that man will function more than any animal. That that man would function more than any computer. That that man would function higher than any technology. That that man would function higher than any invention or craft. That's the ability that is available for us who believe. We cannot be second guessing about life. You cannot be second guessing about your marriage. You can't be second guessing about your child. Eight years ago, I told people, my first child has to be a girl because I saw it. I saw it. Now, I can't say that I saw it because I'm a prophet. No. I saw it because I'm aligned to the will and purposes of God. This is not just available to special men of God. The New Testament is not led by the prophetic. The New Testament is led by the Holy Spirit. For as many as are led by the Holy Ghost. The Bible says they are the children of God or the sons of God. The heels, the mature ones of God. That's why you have the person of the Holy Spirit in you. The Bible says that he shall show you things to come. Because you're a prophet. No, and I'm not saying that we are disqualifying the work of the prophet in the New Testament. No, the Bible is very clear that the work of the New Testament prophet is a confirmer, not the affirmer of things. The affirmer or the affirmation of things is in the realm of the person of the Holy Spirit who is available to all who believe. He is the guiding to all truths and reality. Somebody shout hallelujah. So Paul is bringing this conversation, he says, you have to learn to be awakened. You have to live a life of being awakened 
to the reality of the world that is not seen. Why? Because the world that is seen is brought about by the world or things that are not seen. The Bible is very clear that the things which are seen were not made by things which do appear. There is a reality in the spirit realm that is creating and making things every day and it's not in the physical realm. The question is, are you an active participant in that world or you're a passive person? You're just waiting. Whatever should be or will be, will be. If it comes, it comes. If it kills us, it kills us. A Christian should not die in a car accident. I know that this might be contrary. Somebody says, oh, you know, God will take you anywhere, anyhow he chooses to take you. But you see, I cannot be more merciful than God. I cannot be more merciful than God. I cannot be more gracious than God. But I would not take my child in a car accident. Because precious to God is the death of his beloved. He's even attached to how we die. Read the patriarchs. Abraham, he didn't fall off a cliff. Moses didn't die drowning. No, that's not how we die. Somebody shout hallelujah. Tell your neighbor that is not how we die. <laughs> Say I refuse to die unpredictable deaths. Say it with your mouth. Say I refuse to die like the heathen. In the mighty name of Jesus. I choose to die the right way. When I'm done I go to heaven. In the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus' death was enough. He said it is finished. Somebody shout amen. amen. He said it is finished. Oh, then they operated. Then after that, then they did this. No, 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 no. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. No, 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 no. Let them find you down asleep in the bed, gone to heaven. Yeah. Not kicking what? And now that? No, 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 no. That's not your portion in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Somebody shout amen. You see the Christ even designable on when he should go. You should know how to go. You should know when you're going. Yeah. You should be able to know that this is not my time. This is just the devil speaking to my head. Because when I look at what I'm supposed to do and what the devil is saying, that doesn't reconcile. You know, there are people, they have a dream, they die, they start preparing, die. Just like that. You've not even reconciled it yet with the purpose of God concerning your life. That is not the way to live the life of Christianity. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. He says, teach us to number our days. Teach us to appoint our days, the translation says. That we might apply our hearts unto your wisdom. The days of a man or woman of God are numbered by God. There's a reason why you were not aborted in your mother's womb. There's a reason why you were not miscarried. You had to fulfill the purpose of God concerning your life. But here's the danger. That many Christians are asleep. They are asleep. Many believers are not awakened to the power and ability that is available through Christ. So you read things. I can do all things by Christ which strengthens you. Somebody starts to think of the realm of possibility where any other man has walked. Philippians 
is not just seeking you to establish you where any other man has walked or has set the mark. When he says you can do all things through Christ, which strengthens that power of the strengthening that I'm talking about in Ephesians 3, that strength even extends beyond what you've seen a human being do. Who has understood what I just said? He did not say, I can do all things human beings have done. He did not say that I can do all things possible in the realm of humanity. He said that I can do all things, all things through Christ which strengthens you. That's an open check of heaven telling you that all manner and spelling of possibility is available for you if you know how to believe. That means that our faith is driven through the awakening of our spirit. In fact, I fear so much for the church that even new age teachers are awakening. People using familiar spirits are awakening to realities that are supposed to be obvious to the child of God. To things that are supposed to be obvious to the child of God. So people don't have a need for Christ because now they're falling for new age teachings because they seem true, in quotes. They seem true. And some who are indifferent to the possibilities of the spirit grossly dispel it and assume that it is enough to sustain the church in that ignorance. That is not so. I should be wiser than any guru in the world. I should walk in the spirit farther than any man can walk in the spirit. If they have the third eye, I have the Holy Spirit. Somebody shout hallelujah. Who can not only lead me into all truths, but he is the captain of all reality. He not only has the power to control, but has the wisdom of all reality, both in the world that is seen and the world that is not seen. That's the essence of the person of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I should be able to tell a sorcerer that if you don't do this by Thursday, this is going to happen. And no matter what they do, they have to see a wisdom that is bigger than the church. Because we have the one in whom all treasures of wisdom and knowledge is hid, the person of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit is always available to lead us into all truth. He was there in the beginning. He is everywhere. He is everywhere. You should be able to sit in your house and discern what is happening at your job. Not because you're a prophet, but because you're a new creation. You should be able. Paul says something. <laughs> he says that I have something against you. I have issues against you people in Laodicea, even to you which have not seen my face. He says, for though I be absent in the flesh, but I am present with you in the spirit. Listen, he says, beholding your order and steadfastness in faith in Christ. I am not with you physically. Paul is not saying he's a prophet. No, he says he was an apostle, a teacher, and a what? And a preacher to the Gentiles. So Paul, even in scripture, has recognized that his place in the calling of the fivefold, he had a grace of the apostolic on him, a teaching grace and a preaching grace. That's all as far as it can go. But even in his glory, he can be in a prison cell and tell the church in Colossae that I have issues to sort with you when I come. Oh, <laughs> he says, I have issues to sort with you when I come. For though I am absent in the flesh, I'm not with you in the flesh, yet I am with you in the spirit. He's not saying I'm updated by the people which come to see me in prison. 
No, he's saying, I am with you in the spirit. And I am beholding the order of the church in the spirit. I'm seeing your steadfastness and your faith in Christ Jesus in the spirit. I have issues of things we must judge. When I come in the flesh, he says, we shall judge those matters together. But I already know what is happening even before I come. That is Paul speaking. This is the New Testament. Somebody shout hallelujah. I should be able to be here and discern that something is happening in my home. Somebody shout hallelujah. You should have the ability by the strength of the inner man to tell that, oh, that is not in the realm of the prophetic. That is in the realm of a relationship with the Holy Spirit. I knew that somebody was trying to break in. I could see that it was going to happen. It didn't catch me off guard. God doesn't want you to be God of God. God doesn't want you to live a life of being God of Oh, this happened when I didn't know. She died when I didn't know. This accident happened when I didn't know. That is not what God has called you to have as a portion, as a believer. No, that is why you must learn how to strengthen your inner man by the Holy Spirit. You will save yourself many things. You will know who to deal with and who not to deal with. You will know who to tread with and who not to tread with. If there are mistakes that I've made in life, I made them when I knew there were mistakes. When I knew there were mistakes. I knew it. And I've realized that the more activated you are in the spirit, even the simplest things, I can tell that so-and-so is going to call. I can sit there and the spirit tells me, this man is going to call you. And I'll go on my phone and find that phone call. And I'll take it. Why? Because I'm instructed by a person that is so advanced in reality and truth that he is ahead of all time. Somebody shout hallelujah. You can't tell your next 10 years. You can tell your next 20 years. You can even appoint your next 20 years. You can even change the eons of your next 20 years. If you see that the things that are coming before you are not desirable, you can change it. Otherwise, God would not say that you can do all things. He would not say that all things are possible to whoever believeth. He would not say. But he says that all things are possible because you can foresee and know. That I think I see by the Spirit. That this is going to turn this year or the next 20 years or the next 15 years. And you have the choice to say, is it desirable or can you by truth change it? If it is against the spirit of truth, you can change it. You can change anything through the word. Now that is not a conversation that many people are awakened to because many Christians are living each day as it comes. They are living each day as it comes. Hey, who knows? How can you not know? How can you have the person of the Holy Spirit in you who says that he will lead you into all truth and show you things to come? How can you not know things to come when the Holy Spirit, who is with you, read John 16, 13. He says, how bit when he, the spirit of truth is come, it's part of the realm of truth, he will guide you into all truth for he shall not speak of himself. The Bible says, but whatsoever he shall hear, he shall speak and he will show you things to come. He will show you things to come. And what is not desirable by truth? If you are lying, you say, uh-uh. This one, no. This one, no. The liberty of the spirit is a very amazing experience 
when you get to know that it is built in love and knowledge. In different people, men which have not the knowledge of God within them cannot live in a certain liberty of the spirit because that liberty is invited by love and knowledge. You understand? If God can give you the grace to design this, if God can give you the grace to design that your love abounds more and more in knowledge, that you might prove the things that are most excellent, because he says if you do that, you will not have offense on the day of Christ. Why? This kind of offense is not the lying and cheating and smoking weed on Tuesday. No. This kind of offense is the kind of offense that catches a man who, by reason of how much you know and how much judgments of God are available to you, you are not able to change what was in your power to change for the glorification of God's name and expansion of his kingdom. A man was born, he had not sinned, his parents had not sinned. But the Bible says, but that the glory of God would be revealed. Who was available to reveal it? Answer me, who was available to reveal it? Jesus Christ, isn't it? What if Jesus had not done it and left a man to be crippled all their lives? That would be an error. That would be seen on the part of God. This is not Jesus sleeping with a woman. This is not Jesus lying and murdering. No, this is Jesus refusing to act at the point where he was supposed to act. A man was crippled. Only that the glory of God might be revealed. And now the son of God, a man of light and knowledge and understanding, is come to this crippled old man. And out of indifference and fear, he goes away and walks away and says, I'm not going to make this man walk. Ah, ah, ah. God would hold him accountable to say, hey, I anointed you for that purpose. If you are saying that this man was raised at the glory of God, it should be revealed. Who is the glory of God? It's Jesus Christ. It's Jesus Christ. He's the express image of the invisible God. There is a responsibility by judgment and knowledge. Now at that point, it's not whether the lame man will walk or not. In that realm, the lame man should walk because it's the responsibility for Jesus Christ to reveal the glory of God. And not many people are discernible to know what was their responsibility in certain instances. You are around broken things and you've become part of the broken things. God has raised you in all of those broken places because he knows that you are the light that should shine in that world. He knows that you are the source that should give the summary. He knows that you are the answer. You are the solution. You have to take the responsibility. Stop living in the boat and it's okay, but get out of that boat and start walking on water. Walk on water. Refuse to believe in only places of your convenience and sustain us. No, choose to believe God beyond convenience and anything that can sustain you because the providence of God has no limitations and boundaries in the spirit. It's available to a man who dares to believe. Oh, did the disciples which stayed in the boat go to heaven? Yes, they did. But God didn't build a church on them. The church of Jesus Christ is not built on such men. It is built on Peter. The church of Jesus Christ is built on the spirit that walks out of the boat. The spirit that is ready to defy all order and law to believe God for who he is. Listen, if we had not chosen to walk on water, would not have laid hands on dead men and have prayed for some and they've come to life. 
How do you go to a man who has never heard in his life and have the ability to say, I'm ready to put my hands in his ears and I'm believing God that that man will hear. You must be able. See, we cannot continue talking. We cannot continue talking. 2021, we're dealing with a disease in the world. And even preachers, they're talking like doctors. We are not supposed to talk like doctors. We are supposed to speak as the oracles of God. We're supposed to boldly tell them that there is a power that can heal COVID by prayer. We're supposed to tell them that there is a life that goes beyond all virus, all bacteria. And I'm not saying that science is bad. No, I'm only saying science is inferior. It's for some people. It's not for all people. Not everyone who suffered from disease has died of it. You understand what I'm saying? And not everyone who has not died of it was treated. But we're not saying that we're against treatments and vaccines and all. No, no. I've even had people who are building conspiracies around triple six and vaccines. That's so foolish. If you're a reader of the Bible, the triple six is not in the vaccine. It's not. No. If you're a reader, you'd understand that the rapture precedes the tribulation. And it's only in the tribulation that the son of perdition is given power. But while the church still has its power, you cannot tell me that if a man gets a vaccine and confesses the Lord Jesus Christ, he won't go to heaven. You understand what I'm saying? So the vaccines are fine. You can take them. What I'm trying to tell you, there is a life even beyond. There's a life even beyond. You can take it and still die of something else. But there is a life that is beyond vaccination. There's a life that is beyond Panadol. There's a life that is beyond human science. And that life is in Christ Jesus. And preachers have to be bold enough to say, but there is a bigger and higher option than medicine. Somebody shout hallelujah. So I'm not against medicine. No, no, no. I have personally taken people to hospital to take drugs because I see that we need to build their faith as they grow. Are you hearing me? But I still tell them, that grow until one day you won't need a tablet in your body, but that the faith of God will be available to heal you. Because if we don't believe in God, then what are we believing in? If we're not believers in God, then what are we believing in? Somebody shout hallelujah. I'm a believer. Tell your neighbor I'm a believer. believer. Tell your neighbor I'm a believer. believer. It's through this relationship of the Holy Spirit that I've seen that the world is far different from how it has been depicted by human ability. And the laws of the spirit that govern this world and favor or disfavor that promote and demote another are different if you see them from the light of this life. If the hardest workers were the most rewarded men, then the people who work for 20 hours, 18 hours, would be the richest. The cleaners 
who clean from morning to evening would be the richest. In Uganda, we have guys who carry goods in Chikubo. From 4 a.m., they are carrying goods up to 6 p.m. They are carrying goods on their back. From 4 a.m. up to 6 p.m., they should have been the richest people. That doesn't mean that I'm against labor. It only means that there is a law above labor. Certain laws are above others. And certain principles are above others. For example, the book of Proverbs says that a good name is greater than wealth. Hmm? Did you not say that a good name is greater than wealth? And he says, and the favor of God greater than the riches of gold and silver. He's telling you, yes, wealth, there are principles that govern you to the place of wealth. But before you learn how to make wealth, you must understand that there are things that are higher than wealth. And it says that if you're a wise student of the Bible, if you know how to build a good name and attract the favor of God, you have no need of worrying about wealth and riches. You have no need of sleeping discontent and frustrated of poverty. You will not even seek gold because he has told you a good name is above wealth and loving favor is bigger than riches of silver and gold. Now, any man which wants to walk in the wealth of God must firstly build a name and know how to connect to the favor of God. Because if you don't, and only settle for the inferior place of wealth only, but without the name and that favor, you can't keep it. That is why later in scripture, he emphasizes of how you should not labor to be rich. In fact, in some version, it says, do not labor in your own human effort in your own wisdom to be rich. Meaning there is a wisdom in God to be rich. And there is a human wisdom in how wealth is made. So we teach them how is wealth made by human wisdom and how is wealth made by godly wisdom. Because that which is built by God is the only thing that can stand. That's an example. But there are Christians in this world who are sleeping hungry and are struggling with the spirit of poverty. Why are they poor? Are they poor because they're simply poor or because they were born in poor families? No. They're poor because there's some they don't know. That's just an example concerning wealth. So it is with health. There are principles in the spirit that are supposed to guard you from sickness. They are available. Somebody shout hallelujah. You either know how to appropriate them or not. Not all the people that are alive can be justified to be alive by science. There are people, even doctors look at and they say, we are shocked that you are alive. And there are people who are so alive and doctors are shocked that they are dying or they're dead. Because that also is beyond human wisdom and knowledge. Somebody shout hallelujah. And so it goes with ministry. There is a godly way to build ministry. There are laws that govern building ministry. And there are things that God has arrayed for us for the growth and multiplication of our ministries. There are pillars that are built that a man cannot go beyond. Because this love, again I've said, comes together in knowledge and judgment. That the Christian or the believer might be pushed to the place of proving what's excellent. Of examining what's excellent. When the Bible speaks of proving what's excellent or examining what's excellent, it means it gives you the ability... <laughs> To command excellence according to the vision of God that is revealed to your spirit. 
You can even reach what's perfect according to the world and you say, no, this is not perfect enough according to my vision of God. And by the grace of God, you change it and elevate it to a higher place of perfection. If that is not so, then why is it that the eye has not seen, but he has promised? That the ear has not heard, but he has promised. That it has not entered in the hearts of man, but he has promised for them that love him. And he has revealed it to us by his spirit. So the person of the Holy Spirit is there to tell you that if they think that that's excellence, by the Holy Ghost, I can show you deeper realms of excellence in the liberties of the Spirit because the more free you are, the deeper you explore truth in God. And the more the truth is available to you, the more you are amazed at just how much inferior our definitions of language and semantic are. What is perfect according to the world? What is perfect? according to God. Those are two different things. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. But it's possible to be under the protection and the cradling arms of the person of the Holy Spirit, yet so indifferent to the functions and purposes of God. 7,000 men were hid from Jezebel, but they died without any function concerning the destiny of that nation. 7,000 prophets. None had any power over Jezebel. They could only be hidden. None had any influence over Jezebel. None had any say in what was happening in that nation at that time, except one fellow. Who even with all his abilities of walking on water, has no wisdom of designing the 7,000. I always insist there is no glory in being hidden if you do not have a function and purpose. There is no glory. So yes, they are lying to the purposes and the wheels of preservation are rowing for their side. But that's all as far as they can go. They have learned the art and wisdom of being preserved and hidden in God. Beautiful. They have learned how to prolong their lives. But a prolonged life without purpose. Ecclesiastes 6 tells you that they are given honor great power and wealth that they will want nothing, he says. But they don't live or walk in the power to walk in those things. And a stranger comes and eateth thereof. He says it's an evil disease, a very common vanity. In fact, the next line tells you that if a man begets a hundred children and live many years so that the days of his life be many and his soul be not filled with good and also that he may have no burial, I say that an untimely death is better than he. Why? Because he did not find purpose. He's saying if that man has not found purpose, he's better off having died. Because he has not found good in life. He doesn't live for anything. What do you live for? Why are you just a surviving person in the world of things that are passing by? Men are inventing. Men are innovating. Men are building. Men are erecting things from Everywhere ideas are coming through, the internet is speeding up, blockchain technology, the internet of things, artificial intelligence, things are changing, cryptocurrencies, and Christians are not in the picture. Christians are not in the picture. The future belongs to you. Somebody shout hallelujah. I must be an answer in every ear. He said whether Apollos or Paul, whether things present or things to come, he says that all of these things are yours. You have a patent right over any innovation and invention that is coming into the world. 
simply because you're a child of God. And if all these things are yours, all you needed to do was to position where your passion is. Position yourself right in the spirit realm where your passion is and you will lead your passion. You will lead in your field. If you are a businessman, don't just do business. No. Learn how to position yourself. I have taught about positioning recently. So you don't watch that someone go on YouTube and look for it. I taught about how to position yourself for success. I taught principles of how to. You should be the best. You should be the best. Somebody shout hallelujah. Why would he say that you shall be the head and not the tail? Why would he say that you shall be above and above only and you shall not be beneath? Why does he say so? Because when he looks at you, every vibration of the spirit, every energy available in the unseen world is all blowing to your advantage. You just need to know how to position yourself. That is why you need to understand the power of the inner man and why it is important to strengthen that inner man through the person of the Holy Spirit. Everything you ever need in this world is in there. It's not outside you. I've said this was that when God wanted to create for man a woman, he didn't go outside man to create a woman. He entered man and created a woman. And that woman had the ability to have a uterus and tubes and eggs. And out of that, she has the ability to conceive. And a whole world was created out of a man's inner ability. That's just a sample. How many brains have come out of Abraham? How much possibility has come out of Isaac? How much glory has come out of Adam, our father? From where all humanity derives its life. One man like this and one woman have changed the whole world. All of this we see and all human dreams and ideas and aspirations and innovations, they all started with one fellow walking the face of this earth. So how can you tell that you are limited? What's wrong with you? Can you for a moment imagine what could come out of you in the next 100 years? Can you imagine what could come out of you? And now that you have the person of the Holy Spirit, God is saying, I can actually walk through you faster than I did in Adam. Because Adam was a living soul. You are a life-giving spirit. Because the man from above, Jesus Christ, is now resident in this. In fact, when he looks at you, he says, greater things shall you do. Because I go to the Father. Somebody shout hallelujah. Provoke yourself to deal with that man inside. You cannot deal with the man inside if you have not understood the power of meditation. You cannot build a man without if you have not understood the power of prayer. You cannot build a man within if you have not understood the power of the word. The word. To sit in scripture and submit yourself to knowledge and understand how God works. These are the things that we define every day for you that we might expand your vision to position yourself to be the best. That you might expand your vision 
to position yourself to predict a life of victory and glory every day as long as you live. Until the day you leave this earth, you shall be a success. You shall be greater than the day before. You shall multiply than the day before. You shall increase than the month before. You shall expand for as long as I'm alive. I'll do better every day. I'll never fall back to perdition. Why? Because I'm a believer. And that's who you are too. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I want to pray with somebody. I want you to raise your voice and speak to heaven right now and create a reality beyond a human being's dream. Because the person of the Holy Spirit is in you and the power of all possibility is available for you right now. The universe is aligned to hear you command. Creation groans for the manifestation of the sons of God. Now open your voice and start speaking in tongues. You don't have tongues speaking any language. But pray as one which believes God to do exceedingly, abundantly, above that which you dare to ask all things according to the working power that worketh, the Bible says, in you. Because God is able to do just what he said he would do. He's gonna fulfill every promise. Don't give up on God, cause He won't give up on me. He's a Come on, pray. Because God is able to do just what He said He would do. He's gonna fulfill every promise He said. Don't give up on God, because He won't give up. On you, he's able. Come on, pray. He's able. Come on, raise your voice and pray. Shara bando lobo, sara la bayere ke brande serebo. Shara de rebro ko braterebo ramanderebo, sara la lil. Share bros alabaco brandele seterepa Rasebo Shilebro Ramanderebo Satalabaye. This is my heart's prayer for you. That may you understand what I just preached tonight. It's gonna change your life for good. My heart's prayer is that you might be strengthened 
with power, with might, with dunamis, by the Spirit of God in your inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And of such you'll be able to comprehend what is the breadth, what's the height, what's the length, what is the width, what is that exceeding facet of all revelation of God's love. And he says, and that you might be filled with the fullness of God. That you will live this life not as a human being, but as a child of God. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Give the Lord a mighty of praise. If you have never given your life to Christ and you want to receive him tonight as your Lord and Savior, I want to give you an opportunity to receive him. Because he is the axis. He is the pillar, the cornerstone that holds all of this truth into reality. You just repeat this words after me and say, Lord Jesus, thank you because you shed your blood for my sins and was raised for my glory. Tonight, I receive you as my personal Lord and Savior. I'm born again. Amen. The message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number 041-466-4291 or email us at fenerocompala at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.fenero.org. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at Uma Multipurpose Hall from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash Fenero. Fenero. Make manifest.